Hey, we want to welcome everyone to another episode of You and the Law Podcast Show. I'm one of the co-hosts of the show, uh, Virgil Green, and as always, I got to introduce to the brother who goes by the name of the one and only Chief Swaggy One, the Beast. What's going on, man? Not a lot, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm good, man. I'm I'm good, man. Blessing, highly favored, man. Yeah, man. So we're on our, you know, what is this, the thir- third week of Black History Month? Uh, that is second? correct. Second. Yeah, week of- it's uh, the second. Our second, second show. Black- yeah. Our second show of Black History Month. Yeah. 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 So. But the third week. Uh, yeah. Third week, Black History Month. So, uh, and we got uh, two ladies who's going to be joining the podcast here in a little bit. Um, and uh, as we continue our episode of uh, Black History Month, but Keith, I wanted to kind of talk about a few things before we bring bring them on. You know, this uh, last couple of days there was a tragic incident. What was it yesterday in Kansas City with the uh, with the shooting um, that took place at the Super Bowl uh, uh, parade? Uh, you know, uh, one lady lost her life along with what something like twenty one other people. And six of those being children. Six of those being children. And, you know, it just, again, another mass shooting that um, uh, it just reminds us that you can't go anywhere and feel safe. And the mayor of Kansas City mentioned that yesterday that, uh, uh, you know, whether it's a church or uh, a school or to an event like that, it's it's tragic to see gun violence uh, that uh, affects so many other lives, and the fact that Keith they had over eight hundred uh, law enforcement officers there, and still you had individuals who, um, you know, wanted to cause harm to for whatever reason. And uh, again, you know, our, our prayers and thoughts are with uh, with those families and and the men and women who are. We're working that event, and uh, just I think Keith, what I want to say, I think this was the twenty-something mass shooting this year. No, 40, 40th 40, something. I want to say forty-ninth, maybe forty-ninth. And we're what two months into the year? Yeah. So yeah, we're not even we're two. We're a month and a half. A month and a half. Yeah, yeah. So you know, again, uh, um. And, uh, you know, just wanted to bring that up. And, and again, you know, it's always when you're out with your family and your friends, uh, just be vigilant of your surroundings. And if something like that happens, make sure that you get yourself and your family to a, a safe area. And it just reminds us that, you know, we're a country that everything revolves around gun violence. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true, and uh, you know it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Uh, so we we just have to, you know, man, just uh, continue to pray. There's so much hatred and and uh, meanness out here. You know, it's just I don't, I don't know. I, you know, Super Bowl party a time a Super Bowl parade time to rejoice and be happy and, and celebrate, you know, the, the win and, and, you know, the exposure it brings to the city. And someone takes an opportunity, takes this opportunity to commit violence. Yeah. And, 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 
you know, we should be thankful for the the citizens that responded quickly and were able to tackle what appears to be the main suspect. We're able to tackle him and uh, hold, detain him until officers got there and retrieved the weapon. Uh, I think uh, there were some others, but from what I've gathered uh, in reading, uh, this may have been the main suspect. But you know, time will tell if that's if that's true or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Keith, you know, I mean, you got some uh, good news uh, to share with with our. Uh, oh, we'll talk about that audience. later. We'll talk about that later, man. You want to talk about that later? Okay. Yeah, we'll All talk right. about that later. Say the best for last. Say the <laughs> say the best for last. All right. All right, man. So, um, again, you know, I want to bring on our guest uh, to the podcast, man, and introduce these two two young ladies who are. Uh, making history uh, for themselves. So, uh, ladies, how you guys, how you doing? Good, good, good. All right. Well, it's a, again, it's a pleasure to have you, you two ladies on uh, on our podcast as we talk about uh, uh, you know this Black History Month. And the nice topic is going to be uh, Oklahoma women of color in policing and. You ladies, as young as you are, have, have made history in Oklahoma uh, in your uh, cities. And Keith, I have to tell you, you know, Chief Rollins, uh, she is the chief in Bowley, Oklahoma, where I uh, was the police chief at for a little over 11 years. And uh, mm -hmm. so she's uh, made a lot of people proud of her, her and her family. And uh, we got the chief from my Oklahoma. Uh, which is just on the other side of I-40, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and Keith, these two young ladies, as I was told before, we were trying to get them on back in December. Uh, they had never met each other, and so you know we're we're uh, we're bringing them together. So, so ladies, uh, again, we want to you know introduce yourselves and tell us how did you get into policing, and uh, uh, we'll just go from there. So. Uh, Whichever one is start off, Chief Rollins, or whichever one, go go right ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So now 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 they try to figure out who's gonna go ahead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Donita Broder. Um, I'm originally from Norman, Oklahoma, and I've been in law enforcement since 2017. Um, it wasn't my first choice. I wanted to do the military, and. Uh, just had some health issues going on with that. Um, I went to college to do child psychology and it just wasn't enough. Um, so, you know, I chose law enforcement. Okay. Okay. And, 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 uh, Chief Rollins. Um, I'm Rebecca Rollins. I'm from Midwest city, Oklahoma. Um, I've been in law enforcement since about, um, 2016. Um, it was not my first choice as well. Um, I went to school for criminal justice. I still wasn't sure about what I really wanted to do. Um, and policing kind of found me, I guess. Uh, um, kind of like what she said, um, kind of wanted to do a little more and show people that people like us um, could do this and do it right too. Okay. So when you said policing found you, what... You had a both of you all obviously had different career paths. What 
what stood out? What was that opportunity that got you to uh, to start with an agency and uh, to make you say, huh, this is something I, you know, would uh, would like to do? Well, I did um, I did a lot of security um, and had a lot of bad interactions with police officers that I didn't care for too much. Um, and when I say policing found me, somebody that I knew was at, working at the Bowie Police Department and said that they needed people, come on out. And when I went down there, I wasn't going down there to apply for the job. I was going down there to see what it was all about, what policing was all about, what Bowie was all about. and happened to get hired on the spot so i said okay well <laughs> that's what happens when you go to bowling <laughs> yeah 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 come on so i said okay let me see what this is all about been ever since so yeah yeah and 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 for those who are not familiar with uh, where bowling is at it's about 65 miles east of oklahoma city and so uh when i went there kind of the same situation uh the, the former chief uh, was a good friend of mine. And he said, Hey man, kind of come out and, you know, I'm just thinking I'm gonna go there and look around. It was at a council meeting. Next thing I know, it's like, Hey, you know, you're being sworn in. And I'm like, ah. and, but I have to tell you it, uh, uh, I was there for 11 years and would have probably been there uh, a lot longer if I hadn't went to the Spencer police department. But um, I met a lot of uh Good people. And had you ever, had either one of you ever attended the Bowley Rodeo before or even yes. experienced? Both of you um, all had? Yes, I did when I was in middle school. Yes, my parents took me. Okay, what about you, Chief Rollins? I've been there before. Yeah, never <laughs> been to Bowley. Never to the rodeo? Never. Girl, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> you just don't know what you're missing. <laughs> a lot of bad, a lot of bad smell. <laughs> no, man, man, you got, you got, you got, man, hey, we, on, we're not man. talking about the rodeo grounds, you know, we're yeah. talking about, no, we don't want to talk about it. We want to talk about uptown where you got, okay, the, I can the see smoke that, but at the rodeo, we know that, yeah, it's a lot of older, the rodeo, yeah. but uptown, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 so, so, man, hey, man, you can't say nothing bad about Bowley, because I know there's a lot of people I'm not saying anything bad, about, not one bad thing about Bowley, <laughs> I said the rodeo, in it, any rodeo. That's a strong odor. You got to have a nose for it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. any. That's any. But no, no. Bowling's a nice, nice city. No, I have nothing yeah. bad to say about Bowling. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I, you, know, you know what? Go right I, here. I, I'm gonna tell you this, and I, I was talking to these these chiefs a few minutes ago before, and you know, to our audience, uh, this is this is history. Uh, you know, and knowing the history of, of, of Oklahoma and, and things, you know, this is this is history. You know, the, the resistance of um, black and law enforcement, blacks in law enforcement in previous years, in the past, uh, especially when these two cities were were founded. And to see two uh, young African-American females uh, leading departments, uh, making a big difference in their cities uh, and, and listening to their stories, you know, how they, they talk about, uh, you know, one chief said that law enforcement found 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 her. And, you know, the other one's talking about how, you know, this was an alternate course of her for her career. But they're doing amazing things. 
And of course, like uh, anything, when you're, you know, when you're getting ready for the podcast, you do research and you, you know, you, you find out. And these two young ladies are, are amazing. And uh, to you, you know, to the listeners uh, out there, to the audience, uh, this is this is what we need. Uh, the In- International Association of Chiefs of Police has made a pledge. Uh, it's a um, it's called Thirty for Thirty, and by the year twenty thirty, uh, the 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 pledge is to have thirty percent of law enforcement officers will be females. And so when I see uh, young women, especially young women of color or women, it doesn't matter what age of color in these positions. Uh, wearing stars, wearing the, the eagles, stripes, not even not even having any rank, but they're working hard and they're making a difference and they're uh, making changes in the profession. I just want to say I'm proud of y'all. Very extremely proud of both of you all. Yeah. Well, and I have to say this, you know, you know being two women of color in a, both small rural eastern Oklahoma um, uh towns is a first and i think you you ladies i don't know if, i'm pretty sure you guys know this that you know you're the first black female police chiefs in the in oklahoma uh, uh you know and so that says a lot about uh you all and well, the fact that- wait, virgil the, um the second and third because um the young lady that was in Forest um, Park. Uh, well, yeah, we had. Uh, she was retired from Oklahoma City. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, yeah. She was. Yeah. She was first, so second and third, but yeah. But yeah, so but we just want to clarify that in case somebody wanted to come back and correct us. Yeah, yeah. It and and her. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to remember her name because we were we worked at. The, at the bank for a couple of years. So I don't know, again, uh, ladies, if you've had the opportunity to meet other uh, black women in law enforcement, because it's not that many um, uh, across the state. Um, and so I want to ask you, you know, when you said law enforcement found you uh, and you wasn't really looking and somebody encouraged you to apply for these different. So Mrs. Brown, how did you get to, to mod? Um, I started out in Tecumseh, um, and then I took some medical leave for a while, and then I went to Pottawatomie County, and Mm -hmm. I was sergeant over in Pottawatomie County, and I was offered a position over at MOD, and I took it, and I got voted in. Okay. So in MOD, so the city council, uh, just like it is with any other uh, mayor, strong mayor, former governor, the the city council voted you in as the as the police chief? Yes, sir. So how many how many officers do you have uh, in mind? Right now we have two. Um, we have one in Cleet and another one out right now, full time with me and uh, waiting to get some more. Okay. And uh, Chief Rollins, how many officers do you have in uh, Bowley? We have, uh, with myself, five. Five, okay. And the rest are... are those reserve officers, assistant chief, and uh, three reserves. Okay, okay. So, ladies, uh, how did your families? How did your your parents, your families feel about you all 
getting into policing. Kind of tell us a little bit about, tell us and those that are listening, how did your families feel about that? Because I know uh, both of you, you all have, you know, mothers and fathers who are like, oh, no, we don't want to see you walking around with a gun and a badge on. So, so how was that? How was that? My family was, <laughs> my family was fine with it. Um, they were nervous, of course, just because it's a dangerous job, um, but very supportive. Um, I'm not the first uh, law enforcement officer in my family, so they were very supportive of it. But still, just the job itself is very dangerous, and of course, mm-hmm. being a female, you know, and so they were saying, make sure, of course, but still supportive. Chief Rollins? My family was the same. Um, very supportive. Uh, very supportive in everything that I do. Had my back, and if that's what I wanted to do, they had me 100%, so I've never heard anything uh, negative from them, and always just positive reinforcement on my side. Okay. So do either of you ever wake up in the morning, getting ready to go to work, or you're sitting at your desk, and you go, man, I'm I'm a chief of police. I'm a chief of police. Um of, uh, you know, and I'm responsible for the safety of, of my town and policies and procedures. So is that an exciting feeling? Is it a nervous feeling or, you know, what what's that like? For me, it's both. Um, sometimes I will think, oh, who do I need to go to to get approval of this or go to ask? And well, it's me, you know, so and that's just something I'm, I'm not used to. So uh, it's both feelings. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, exciting and nervous all at the same time. Just want to make sure I do my job well. Um, don't want to let anybody down. I have high expectations uh, for myself. So I just want to make sure that I'm making myself, my family, and the town of Bowie proud. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Chief Humphrey, uh, I think Chief. Bron, I think your mother went through the Norman Citizens Police Academy. Is that right? She did, and the Cleveland County. Okay, and I, I don't know if you remember her, but I think you all went, Keith. I think you all went to the same church, if I'm not mistaken. I know her I mother told, well. Okay, okay, all right. I know, and, I know her. I know her mother and father both. Yeah, and I know they're they're both listening because uh, your mom has been sharing this all over over social media so yeah. so she she she's definitely proud of, of you and and chief Rollins I know your parents are, are just as proud of you as well um and so um I, I want to know I I, I want to know what I, I what kind of opposition you all face yeah um, that's that's that was yeah I mean yeah. You, you, we are talking about we're uh, talking Oklahoma Oklahoma Eastern Oklahoma and, and I'd and just that. like to know what what oppositions are have you noticed any blatant opposition or what uh, subtle oppositions have you all faced? Well, um, I would say probably the main things um, that we would face is probably just funding. Uh, you know, being a rural town and a small town, you you have to get a lot of your money for grants and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Funding's a big thing with us, just making sure we have all that set in place so we can get everything we need for the police department. Um, also, we're in Ofusky County, so 
the sheriff's department is right there next to us. So it's just making sure we're doing our job so we won't get overran um, where the sheriff's department come in and, and want to take over. I know Bowley is proud to have their own police department. Mm -hmm. So we want that standard going. So just making sure that we, like you said, cross our T's and dot our I's to do what we need to do to keep that police department standing. How is that working with the sheriff? I mean, how does that, um, how is that collaboration? You know, how's that relationship? Um, it has its challenges. Um, you know, you want to feel like you're doing your job, but, um, I think that they want to help. And I think that if they do everything to try to help, but you want them to help, but you want them to just still stay in their place where you can be able to still maintain what you have going on. So um, it's still a work in progress. We're working together. We just got a, a new sheriff in Ofusky County. And um, like I was just telling uh, Virgil, we've been, um, you know, I just talked to him today. So we're trying to work together to kind of um, build those divides, get our bridges together so we can all work together. So who's the new sheriff in Ofusky County now? Um, Wilbur, uh, Roy, Wilburn. Wilburn, really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just became sheriff um, um, not too long ago, a few months ago. Okay. What? So what about uh, over in? Uh, so Mod is in what county? Is that? Uh, Mod is in Pottawatomie County. Pot and Pot County. It's split. Not split down the middle. It's more Pottawatomie County. Yeah. Okay. So what, what kind of relationship do you have with the uh, Pot County Sheriff's Department? And obviously probably a pretty good one because you worked there and you were a sergeant there. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's, I mean, it's all about respect. Um, you know, if they need help, we back them. If we need help, of course, they come and back us. Um, you know, if they need to do something in our backyard, it's usually a, a mutual call. Let us know, hey, this is going on. This is going on. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, jurisdiction you know, they have the jurisdiction, but again, it's, it's a line of respect. So the respect is there. Um, everything is there. Everything is civil and good with both counties. So mm -hmm. everything's been fine. Well, good. Cause I know when I was in Bowley, I mean, uh, the, the sheriff department, um, probably about the same size as it was then. Uh, but there was definitely a separation. They knew that if we needed their assistance, that they would come in. Uh, they really didn't patrol bully a whole lot unless I, you know, I asked them to come in and do some things. They definitely assisted with the parade. Uh, we, we had a few homicides back then and they came in and assisted and as well as OSBI. But I think there's always been that understanding with the Ofusky County, especially with Ofusky County, because some of those sheriffs have, have been retired state troopers. So they've worked the area, they know the community, the community knows them. And it's been that um, that that understanding of, you know, they're not just gonna come to bowling and just, you know, do some things that they shouldn't be doing because right. uh, people in bowling will let you know, you know, uh, <laughs> we got a Judge Hicks who she's not afraid to pick up the phone and call somebody and tell somebody uh we don't want you in bowling and, and keith that has happened quite a bit that if you're old fusky county if you come in and you do some things that that's not like 
you're told not to come to bowling. And it was respected. Even though they had jurisdiction over the whole county, they respected that. So, so yeah. Now, ladies, you talked about funding uh, one, being one of the challenges. With you got to find grants. There's not a whole lot of grants out there. You got, you know, grants through the through the uh, district attorney's council and other ways of getting grants because there's just not a whole lot of funding tax uh, dollars that come into the to to the town of Bowley. Um. And that was one of the things that I really tried to do when I was there was to, you know, leave the department in a better shape than what it was when I got there. Uh, there's a brand new police department. And I have to say it was a tornado. It took a tornado to get us a, a new building. And I was really proud to be a part of that, the, the design of it and how that building looks. And I, I, I still say this. Today is probably one of the best looking buildings in Ofusky County. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, you know, I want to remind those who are just now tuning into the podcast show that uh, tonight's topic is uh, Oklahoma women of color in policing. And we've got the chief from Bowley, Oklahoma, as well as the chief from Mod, from Mod Oklahoma, who have made history uh, themselves, uh, you know, becoming the first black police chiefs in, in those um towns in uh, eastern oklahoma ladies uh knowing that you know this is a a, a field that's dominated by by white males when you all went through through cleat did you experience any did you experience some things that you were like okay i knew this was going to happen or was it how was that transition when you ladies went through through cleat well, I've always been athletic, tomboy, you know, I'm used to being around the boys and it wasn't so much at, for me as being around white males, it was just me being a female in general and even the other females, the white females, um, me just being a female in general, we have to work harder no matter what position, but this career, a hundred percent, we have to work a lot harder and prove ourselves that we're just as strong and, you know, we can do this job. Chief mm -hmm. Rollins. I, agree. Um, I had a great experience um, through the academy. I went through Canadian County. Um, they treated me with kindness and respect. Um, um, I, it was one, me and one other female, the rest were male, white male in our class. And a lot of people were dropping, but me and her never dropped. Uh -huh. uh, we stayed in time. Um, but like she said, um, yeah, you definitely have to show that, um, you're on top of your stuff and probably go twice as hard as the men just to be recognized and just the little things that the men are recognizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you two ladies, you didn't, you didn't go to Ada. You went, and now everybody doesn't have to go down to Ada. I think there's other academies that you can go to. So you went to Canadian County and, and, uh, Chief Bronner, where did you, I went to Ada. You went to Ada? Okay. Okay. All right. Did you make that drive every day, Chief? I stayed there through the week. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it was nice. It was great. Oh, yeah. it's a beautiful facility. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful facility. It well, it, it, it's nice, but I can tell you that, you know, a lot of people wish that would have been built much closer to the metro area. Uh, it, it has... 
it has had its uh, problems and challenges. You know, ever since, yeah, we know the history. We know how why it's built there. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, but it's there, and uh, it's good to see that there have been other regional uh, uh, academies that are serving throughout the state of Oklahoma. Because I know uh, Metro Tech, they've got one now, and other, you know, Canadian County, they're doing one, and other others across the state. Because I know when I went through, we had some guys from way up in the panhandle from Guyman, Oklahoma, who these four or five guys drove a a Buickless Sabre that had been that was their car that they drove to to Oklahoma City. And uh, the following, they didn't, we didn't have to go to Ada, but they made that drive from Guyman all the way to Oklahoma City. And Keith, I want to say like a 1984, 85 Buick LeSabre. And everybody who went to the academy, that's the car that they had to drive. And I was like, there's no way. Well, you know, that was been the biggest uh, complaint about uh, being in Ada because you do have departments in the panhandle. Uh, that we're having to go there. So that's why that was that big push now for the regional academies. Yeah. Because that's just, that's, that was just unfair. Uh, and, you know, and it was also in service because some of those departments out in the panhandle didn't have the resources that, the that you know, were available in the Metroplex for in-service training or any other type of extra training. They had to go to, they had to go to Ada. Mm-hmm. So that is a good thing that they have uh, made it to where you can attend regional academies and you don't have to attend. That makes a big deal. Because I know that when we were in, uh, when I was in Norman, uh, University of Oklahoma's police officers before uh, more Norman Tech had their regional academy, um, we allowed them to go to uh, our academy. Uh, and um you know, to get the basics, of course, they had when they went back to the university, they learned the policies and procedures of the university. But to be certified, they would go through our our academy, which mm-hmm. saved money yeah, uh, and uh, and time. And, and since we worked together, it really did make a big it made a big difference. So I'm glad that they finally changed that to where uh, you didn't have to go to either. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I want to just remind those who are just now tuning into the podcast that uh, tonight's topic is Oklahoma women of color in policing. And we've got the chief from Bowley, Oklahoma, and the chief from Mod, Oklahoma, joining us tonight. If you got any questions or comments, uh, put them in the chat. We'll get those up. And uh, and uh, so, so ladies, um, you know, it doesn't seem like you all have had any uh, issues with being a, a, a black woman in holding the position that you're holding as police chief, how has the community responded to you all in, in, you know, Boley or mod, how has that community responded to you? Um, there has been a few issues, but no one's going to come out and personally say because you're a female or because you're a black female. Um, it's just kind of roundabout way beat around the bush. But um, mm-hmm. I, I can speak for Maude. Uh, the mayor's very supportive. There are a bunch of supportive people there that over <laughs> overpower the people that are not. Um, and, you know, the people that are not used to it, 
I don't fault them for it because that's just the life that they live. Mm-hmm. They're not used to that. Um, they'll either come around or they won't. Uh, but there hasn't been so much opposition as far as a disrespect from the community. Just okay. distance, and that's okay. Yeah. Chief Rollins? Um, I say Bowley being a black town, um, I've had overwhelming um, response of joy, happiness. Um, the mayor, I have the support of the mayor, the judge, and I believe the community. And um, every time I see someone, they're always waving and tell me how proud they are that um, I'm Eve. So I've had great support. Mm-hmm. From yeah. yeah. So, Chiefs, I'd like to ask each one of you all, what, what, was, what was one of the first significant tasks you had to tackle, um, you know, coming in? Well, and also I want to ask you this, you know, coming into this, a follow-up question with that, coming into this position, what kind of um, guidance were you given being a, a police chief, a position that you hadn't held before? Uh, what kind of support did you uh, receive? Or do you, or do you have um, externally, so outside of the state of Oklahoma, outside the city of Maude and, and, and Bowley, what support mentors do you have? As for myself, something that I had to face just going in was just being me. Um, Maude was a sundown town. Uh, Mm -hmm. So just being me just going into there was completely different for everybody. Um, As far as, you know, like I said, support, the support was there from many other people. As far as mentoring, No, there was no mentoring. It's your experience. You're a sergeant. Now you're a chief. You're strong. You go into it. You do the best you can. You do what you're supposed to do. You do everything right. Yeah, I would agree. I I, I mentoring. I went straight from sergeant to chief as well. So um, just stuff that we knew, learned, and um, other law enforcement, I, I have uh, other people I can reach out to. I was just talking to um, uh, Terry Coleman. He's a supervisor over there at the Morrow Police Department. So we have uh, different um, people that we can reach out to, that, uh, mm-hmm. lean on to ask questions. Um, I'm, I'm new. I've never been a chief before. And, and being in Bowley, you have to wear many hats. You know, you have to be a detective, oh, yeah. a forensic, everything. Yeah. So the things that I don't know and um, so I reach out to those people that I know know better than me. Uh, so have you all, are, are you ladies uh, uh, members of the Oklahoma Chiefs Association? Yes. Okay. You know, there's, it, there's a lot of good resources there. Uh, and, you know, I would encourage you ladies to, to try to attend some of those meetings when you can, when they have those regional meetings. Uh, Cause I served as, actually I served as the first black police chief uh, on the executive board there. So uh, got some stories to tell, <laughs> tell you about, about that experience. But uh, uh, again, uh, Chief, Oklahoma- that's because his twin brother was, uh, was on that board too. So that's why. What twin uh, brother? Well, what we'll, twin brother? 
we'll talk about that person later, but you know who it is. So that's all that matters. Uh, and, and I have to say this, and I think, you know, uh, just with, with the culture of policing, uh, the, you know, in Oklahoma, it is not, there's, uh, there's not been, uh, a lot of women of color in policing. I don't know if you ladies have met uh, Rosina Butler, the assistant chief with Oklahoma City. Uh, she uh, she's come up through the ranks with Oklahoma City as the I think she was the first black. She was the first black female promoted to captain, and then she became the major first black female major. Now she's the first black female assistant chief. Um, so have have you all reached out to uh, other women uh, who may not be as a chief, but just are police officers. I know in Moore, you've got, um, uh, she's an officer. She came from Cleveland County, uh, Sanders. Uh, I want to say, is it Alicia Sanders? And um, so have you all reached out to other black women in law enforcement to kind of do some networking? Uh, and oftentimes, you know, I think it's, it's this way as well, Keith, uh, with men. Sometimes we don't do a good job of reaching out to people who look like us. And uh, just wondering, has, has any, uh, you know, what kind of relationship do you have with, you know, female officers with Oklahoma City or Midwest City or, or you know, uh, other agencies outside of where you serve at? Um, I haven't reached out. I haven't had a reason to right now. Um, to reach out to any other female officer. And I'll say this, and I want to encourage you, and I think, you know, for both of us being uh, males in policing, I think I would encourage you to, not just to, if you don't have a reason, but to reach out, because that's one of the things that I noticed when I was uh, there, that we did not do a good job of, of knowing other Black male officers, knowing other Black female officers, and there was this this uh, this distance, and so, you know, I don't know, if, you know, Keith, if you can speak on that a little bit, but uh, well, I would encourage you to because it, it's just it's about networking and building those relationships. Well, I will tell you that uh, my time there, we had a uh, monthly or quarterly event called the Brown Round. The Brown Round, yeah, and uh, you know, it was federal agents, uh, federal agencies, county agencies, state local agencies uh, would come together and meet and, and talk. And it was amazing um, how you realized no matter what type of jurisdiction you're in, there were all the same issues. Um, I still keep in contact with uh, quite a few of those, um, those brothers. And, um, and, you know, unfortunately we didn't have any females that would participate, um, you know, and I think that, that that was an opportunity that we missed uh, we we did put the we did invite uh, you know uh, uh, individuals, but for whatever reasons, I think Latika Latika did participate. Yeah, um, she did. And um, you know, but I wish there had been more. But I think you know I can say that all day. But what could we have done differently, or what could we have done better in order to ensure? But one thing I would um, ask you you two young ladies to do, you all have bright futures. Uh, you have a long, uh, long futures ahead of you, positive futures. I would ask uh, that you all 
uh, consider becoming a part of Noble National yeah. Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. And not only that, um, NALI, a National Women in Law Enforcement. I think those would be two amazing organizations, uh, and especially with this 30 for 30 initiative uh, that's being pushed. Uh, I think that you all are shining stars uh, in this profession, and uh, there needs to be other young women, um, uh, not only of color, but other young women that see you know, too strong, because there's a lot of strong female uh, law enforcement officers, line-level officers, first-line supervisors, mid-managers of the command staff that are not known. And by some by choice, some, you know, um, have um, been exposed to a lot of opportunities. So sometimes you have to make your own uh, opportunity. But I, I really would like to see, and, and I will tell you this, uh, I I am, I, I, I'm sitting here thinking right now, and I've got a couple of young ladies in mind that I think that you all would, would really um, benefit from knowing to have that resource just in, um, you know, just in case, but just sometimes to have something. Cause I guarantee you at some point, something's going to come up that, um, you're going to need to talk to someone about. And it, and it's not just about being able to talk to mom or dad or, you know, uh, each other, um, or brothers. It's, it's about talking to someone who's, who's experienced what you're, what you've experienced at that position. Cause when you say chief, it's lonely at the top. It really is. It, it doesn't matter what size the department is. You know, people think you expect you to know everything <laughs> you get blamed for everything. And so, uh, you all have, you all are two strong young ladies, very, 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 uh, very smart, uh, very career, you know, career driven and, 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 um, you all are gonna go great, but I've got some, some, some names. I'm thinking of some names right now that I think would, they would, you all would really work well together just to bounce things off of. Yeah. So, uh, Chief Brown, how long? What's your uh, career path? You, you're gonna be a police chief for the next twenty years. I plan on it. Plan on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. That's good. I, I mean, I you, like you, that. Yeah, you, you've set a, a high expectation of yourself. Uh, Chief Rollins, what about yourself? Um, as long as the Lord allows. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I want to share this uh, with you, you, with the uh, two uh, ladies. Uh, M.T. Bear was the first black uh, police chief in Oklahoma City. Uh, a lot of people get intimidated by major city chiefs and uh, – one of the things that Chief Barry shared with me when I became the chief in Bowie in 2000 was that, you know, never let anybody cut say that you are not worthy of that position just because you're a chief in a small rural uh, black town. Uh, we all have the same title. And, uh, and, and so that meant a lot coming from somebody who, I had heard a lot about, uh, and then when I became a police chief, to hear him say that meant a lot because he was just like, "You're you have a your job is much tougher than mine's because I've got all this this support around me, and you can be a one man a two man department or a five man department, but two you're person, doing a whole five five a person two, or two yeah, person. Yeah, you're being a you're being you're doing a lot more." than what I would do. 
So not, so that not, means a lot. Not two man, not five man, five person or five, five person. officer. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's get that right, Chief yeah. Green. Yeah. So, ladies, you know this is this is my uh, uh, correction person right here. He's definitely going to no. correct me. No, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> ladies, Chief, it's not. It's not that. It's it's just that that we've worked so hard in this profession to um, take away the the gender specific of you know policeman and you know guys and things like that and so we have to you know push that word staffing and police officer you'd be surprised that there are police departments still in the nation that have patrolmen on their badges and so my focus is and, and i continue and virgil's the same way you know it's still you know old habits i think you get officers that say that all the time manpower policemen they don't mm-hmm. think they mean any harm but I think it is it is time that we focus and force ourselves to realize this is a gender neutral profession. Profession, yeah. And so you know we do have uh, females who are police chiefs. We have females who are directors of public safety. Uh, you know we we have, and I I I think that female chiefs sometimes do get lost uh, in the message. Um, you know because there there are some that well. It doesn't matter. I'm doing it. But it is something to celebrate. You know, no one gave you those positions. You all earned them. You had to go before a committee uh, to be approved. I mean, that's not nobody gave that to you. That doesn't always, you know, it doesn't always mean it's going to happen just because the mayor likes you or because the city manager likes you. You still have six or seven other people who got a, who got a vote on you. So for you all to be in those positions, you all have earned that, um, earned those positions. And like I said, you're building a strong foundation. And just always remember, build those build those relationships and connections before you before you need them. Uh, and 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 that's that's the key. I always have that Rolodex. Uh, people used to laugh at me because I'd have a big Rolodex full of cards, but you just never know. Three or four years down the road. Oh man, I know somebody, you know, there. Let me call them and see. But you know, you all are are doing a great job. I'm I'm so proud of y'all. I know I've said that before, but I can't say it enough that um, and I'd love to see you all at Noble one day. Uh, you know, participating, facilitating a class. Um, you know, taking that knowledge, bringing your life experiences and professional experiences, and and sharing them with others. And, and Virgil knows this. Uh, I'm a very outspoken person. We were at a noble. Oh, oh, he, oh, he is. About 12 years ago. And <laughs> I, I had somebody talk about uh, small city chiefs, uh, you know, small to mid-sized city chiefs where they're not as respected as a, as a major city chief. And we had that we had that discussion, didn't we, Virgil? Yeah, we did. We yeah, did. that discussion about you don't disrespect anybody's police department, no matter what the size, because we're all going through the yeah. same thing. Exactly. It, it, it's the same thing. Some is, is on larger scale. Some is on a smaller scale. Yeah. Uh, he was going to beat, he was, that person was going to beat Virgil up, though. No, no, no. He wasn't going to beat me up. He was going to beat you up. <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. that, you know I, I, you know, it was the, the chief from, uh, what, uh-uh, what don't, 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 no names. <laughs> Well, no I, I didn't city. say a name. I didn't don't say, say a name. I was going to say the city. Say, no, don't do that. <laughs> well, you know, don't hey, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So, so, uh, Chief, in, in, in Maude, what's been some of the, 
you've been the chief there for how long? Since October. Since October. What has been some of the, the, the things that has amazed you as in, in your uh, time as being the police chief in Mod, Oklahoma? What is kind of good or bad? What has been some of those the highlights that says, wow, this is, you know, hey, this is fun? Well, I'm not new to law enforcement, so it's it's always a wow almost every day. You guys know how it is. You don't know how your day is going to be, but the level of respect from it's the level of opposition and respect from the same people is very shocking. Um, you'll what, get what do you mean by it? What do you mean by that? So you'll get the opposition behind your back and, you know, it'll it's a smaller town. It'll float around and get to you. Well, then mm-hmm. you'll get a bunch of I'll get a bunch of respect to my face from the exact same people. And it's just I, I don't I don't even know what to call it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just take it, you know, day by day. Mm-hmm. Well, what about oh, the office of aggressive, passive aggressive? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and up, up here in Minnesota, they call it the Minnesota Knights. And I'm just like. <laughs> That's that's the name they giving it up in, in in Minnesota Minnesota Knights and I'm like okay and hypocrisy yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so Chief Rollins uh, what what has been some of the how long you been the chief in Bowie uh, since November since November so November and October right okay and so uh, what's been some of those things that have stood out with you in, in Bowley and good or bad, or were you just like, Hey, I'm going to be here for the next 20 years. I'm not going anywhere. Um, I guess I'm just being used to doing everything, you know, code enforcement, animal control, <laughs> chasing, chasing uh, cows. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, that's my job too. Oh, okay. <laughs> But hey, uh, yeah, I, I gotta tell yeah, yeah, I gotta tell you. Oh, yeah. I, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, that's it. Yeah, just getting used to all that. Just trying to put on them different hats mm-hmm. and be available. I can. But know. you know what? You know what, Chiefs? That that right there. You know what you all are going through. Uh, it, it shows versatility, and it and it shows um, the ability to adapt and wear many hats and still be able to maintain the the main hat that you wear. You're learning so much and you never know where that's going to, that's going to lead you uh, because it shows that number one, you can do more with less. Number two, you, you have had to do more with less. Number three, you understand the different components of a city government and that you're not allowing the size of your organization to define who you are, who at your department. So you all have that. Those, those are, those are those strengths, you know, and, and, and then there's other opportunity, there's opportunities out there for you to continue to learn more. So that is, those are amazing um, qualities that look really good on a resume when you're able to explain it and why, you know, I've seen, people be able to just put it down that they've done this and this, but they haven't explained why and, and, and what they learned from that experience of doing that. And so you all have that foundation. Yeah. 
so I want to remind everybody who is just now tuning into the podcast show that uh, tonight's topic is Oklahoma women of color in policing. And uh, we want to thank, you know, everybody who is, we got people watching us on Facebook live. Uh, we got people watching and listening on LinkedIn. We've got a lot of people uh, watching on our YouTube channel. So we want to definitely thank everybody for tuning in on, tuning in on those different platforms. And again, if you have any questions, don't be shy. Put them in the chat room. These ladies sound like they love, they enjoy talking. So uh, don't be shy with your questions because we're definitely going to get some answers. Well, we know uh, you do. What, what does that mean, man? See, ladies, anyway. just... Man, nobody listen, Chiefs. I, I do have a question <laughs> for you. When, when you look at your future five, 10, 15, 20 years from now, is there are there any goals, any dreams, desires to maybe uh, move up to a larger city as a chief five, 10, 15 years from now? I have thought about that, but I haven't thought about the city that I would go to. Um, but honestly, my goal is to build up mod. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Talk about going anyplace else. Um, like she said, I, I want to build up Bowley um, to be the best that it can be just for it to thrive right now. That's my main focus. And, and, and Bowley is, 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 there's a lot going on in Bowley. There has been a lot going on, on in Bowley over the last couple of years. Uh, because there's just so much rich history there and you've got people who don't want to see that town just die, die away. Uh, you know, the largest employer in, in the town is obviously the prison. And then you've got uh, the uh, Ellerton them with their uh, group homes. They're the second largest employer in, in the town of Bowie. And I want to ask you this chief Rodgers, because I know it was a challenge for me when I was there. Dealing with the with the boarding homes there, uh, it was a constant day day in day out uh, dealing with with people with with mental health illness. Um, how how have you uh, uh, dealt with that, and what type of, of support do you get from from uh, from Ellington them uh, with the with the boarding homes? Um, well, right now, uh, JR, he has, uh, um, boarding homes right now. And, um, like you said, it is challenging because you deal with a lot of mental, um, uh, issues mm-hmm. and all across the board. So, um, a lot of patience, yeah. um, it's, it's really what I can say. It's just a lot of patience, uh, a lot of times it's just being a listening ear, just talking them through. Some people just want to talk. Yeah. There's nothing going on. They just want somebody to listen to what they have to say and matter. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to put down whatever you're doing and listen. Uh, so I'm learning more patience uh, with dealing with it and uh, trying to help them out in the gaps that they have. Um, just, you know, maybe different people preying on uh, on a mental people that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to help navigate that, making sure that the, the mental people that are in town and are home staying safe. I think that's one of our biggest issues right now, just making sure that they are safe in the town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, it, it is definitely challenging. It's it's a whole different uh, beast. That right oh now. yeah, it 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 is. And and so, what about in in mod? Do, does mod have any type of group homes or facilities that deal with uh, people with mental health illness? Yes, they do. Um, and then there's just a lot out in the community that we have to deal with. Um, mm -hmm. So that's a big challenge there because they're not in the facility. Uh, you know, they're in their own homes. And like Chief Rollins was saying, a lot of them just want to be heard. They want you to talk to them. And you've got to take that time on that call at their house. You know, they don't have a facility you send them to or go back to or their room. You know, you have to take that time and mm -hmm. be there for those people. Yeah. So what uh, what have you ladies done to uh, to get more training related to, you know, mental mental health? Uh, it, how much emphasis have you all put on making sure that your officers, uh, you know, go to mental health training so they can be able to deal with people who are dealing with mental health crises? Um, I make sure most of my continued education hours are mental health. Um, and I've already talked to my officers about that, about taking those classes, even though they're online, they still do help and they mm -hmm. do add new information on there every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 The piggyback on a uh, chief. I agree with that. I've taken probably last year. I took more mental classes than I've ever taken just because I've seen an increase in need and bullying that. Um, and, um, definitely our officers as well. They, they're aware of how, um, how that's a need. So, um, definitely mental, um, awareness, mental classes. We're definitely on top of that this year. Mm -hmm. And another, another part of that, I think that the, the, uh, audience isn't aware of in Oklahoma, you don't have very many facilities to take someone, uh, if they are in crisis. So, you know, we were fortunate in Norman that we had um, a mental facility there, but, you know, some have to go to Tulsa, uh, some have to go you know, to Norman and there's others. And so I don't think the, I wanted to just kind of bring that home for the audience is that it is important. And I'm glad you ladies are doing that and having your officers do that, take that extra, um, those extra courses in in in, uh, in mental health awareness and, and crisis intervention because the resources just aren't there in in the state. Yeah, exactly. And you know, being in Bowie, we would have to drive people way to uh, you know whether it was Tulsa or you know just all over the county, bringing them to Oklahoma City to St. Anthony's, uh, going to Norman to to Griffin. So. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma has not done uh, a good job in in uh, making sure that there is uh, officers have uh, are not driving all over the state because at one point we were taking people to Texas uh, right. because there wasn't any beds in the Oklahoma City area. So and that and is then, and then Virgil and the, you know the other part of that is that you you have to transport with two officers you're supposed to you're supposed to and, and you're not you can't and, do that and, and i can imagine for chief bronner and her department and chief um rollins and her department that's sometimes difficult if you have oh. one or two officers on the shift and you've got to take someone so it's i, I commend you all for the resources and the uh, 
and the extra step that you all are going, but it's the, you know, this is a problem throughout the nation. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not, but it, but it's, you know, it doesn't matter if it's happening throughout the nation when it's affecting you directly also. I mean, that's when it's really a, a crisis. So, yeah. Well, and I have to say this, Keith, and I think, you know, these two, young, I know, uh, Chief Rollins, you, you still live in Oklahoma City, right? And uh, Chief Ron, are you, are you in Mod? Are you in? I'm in Tecumseh. Tecumseh. So, you know, these two young ladies are, are driving to, you know, that's 65 miles from Midwest City to to, to Bowley. And Tecumseh is a little bit closer to, to Mod, but not that close. But, you know, uh, there's a that takes, there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I tell you, I did, you know, 11 years driving from Oklahoma City to, to Bowley, sometimes two and three times a day. Uh, it got it got pretty old, uh, but uh, it, but I enjoyed it. Never never, I, it, I would do it all over again if I if if I had to. So did it, did it cause you to uh, look the way you look now? Hey man, I, I look young. Ladies, what what you think? What you think? Man, don't ask the look. Don't ask. Do not ask a person who is sworn to talk all the truth at all times a question like that. Now, why don't you? Why don't you ask me? If I'm not asking. I'm not because you know, ladies. I'm not. Listen, listen. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to ask him. But you know what? We're coming up on the last uh, few minutes of the podcast show. And and is there anything else that you? would like our for us and our listeners to know about you all or some things that you all are doing uh in your uh in the cities that you're in just if you're thinking about joining law enforcement you know do some ride-alongs and see if it's for you or not Mm -hmm. okay definitely i agree okay Uh, and if you us, the city of Mod and the city of Bowley will take all support that you can give. Yeah. Yes. Well, so 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 I'm gonna say this. You know, if there is anything that I can do, and I know Chief Humphrey, you know, he's gonna offer the same uh, support. If there's anything we can do to help support you two uh, ladies, feel free to reach out. Whether it's you know knowing something about you know writing grants, doing you know for the bulletproof vest. Uh, you know, going through that DOJ to get uh, vests for your officers, uh, body cameras. If there's anything we can do to to help uh, to help you all with that, feel free to, to reach out uh, to us. Uh, and if we can't do it, I'm, I'm pretty sure we know somebody who can. But again, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is we can do, we're going to be able to, to try to make sure that you two young ladies are, are successful in the positions that you're in. And, and so next time I come down, I'm going to have to come through, uh, I have to come through Bowley and then I'm going to have to make a, a slight left to, to come down off of I 40 to go through mod. So, so, uh, uh, you know, but again, it, it, it's going to be a pleasure to meet you two two ladies in, in person. But I would also, again, just encourage you to, to network uh, when you have those opportunities, uh, because I, that's just really important. Something is missing in in policing, especially in the black community. So, Hump, you got anything else you want to add to this, man? 
I don't, man. And I've told you that only my close <laughs> friends can call me that, man. I don't know why you insist on doing that, being, being going there with me. But but young ladies, I am so proud of y'all. I really yes, am. Yes. Um, I can't say that enough. You know, I'm gonna be bragging. Uh I'm gonna reach out to these um these young ladies who I who I'm thinking about and, and tell them about y'all and uh, don't be surprised if y'all don't get an email or something from someone and, uh, 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 you know, and uh, reach back out and, you know, have that connection before you before you need it. And then yeah. you've got two resources uh, in front of you that can that can help you. Oh, we know a lot of people and a lot of things and we we don't mind sharing that information with you. I'd rather you ask and, um, you know. I, I want you to ask before you, you know, before you, you, you get your back up against the wall or if you have something, we're here to run it. You can run it by us. No, we have no problem whatsoever with that. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know, Chief Rollins, I got something that I got to, you know, I got something on, on Chief Humphrey that he does not have. And, and this, you know, I got my name on a building in Bowling. So when I walk in, you see that name. It's going to be there for the next 200 years is it made of is it made of wood and has a moon shape on the side of it no man it's made of metal oh they make they make outhouses metal now <laughs> <laughs> well, you got your name on the porta potty i got you i got you man I, I, uh, you, you, you're proud of that too aren't you hey i i'm proud man i'm proud of that i'm, I'm telling you so. how many times and it's not on the port it's not on a porta potty neither dude it's not on a porta potty <laughs> How many Come times on. you gonna tell this story, man, about your name being on this building? Man, you know, hey, this is the first time I told again, man. You got, a, you got your name, you got your name on a building. You got your name on a building. I have my name on plenty of buildings. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just we, not, it's just not the name that I was given. But my name is on plenty of buildings, <laughs> plenty of walls. Yeah. I think, man. yeah, both both of us, both of us. So yeah. again, ladies, you know, it's it's been a pleasure to to get y'all to come on our podcast show. Uh and uh this won't be the last time we'll invite you all uh on the podcast. Uh again, I think you all have a lot to offer to to women who are looking to get into policing because this isn't a field that everybody is trying to run down and knock the doors because it doesn't pay a whole mm -hmm. lot, but you have to have a passion for service. And uh, so uh, you ladies won't be strangers on the podcast show. So hopefully you don't mind me reaching out to you at some point again to, to invite you to become guests on our podcast show. We would definitely uh, like to have you back on. Chief, tell, you, tell your family I said hi, Chief. Thank you. Well, I'm and, and I know they're listening because because <laughs> I know they're those, those those mothers are listening. So again, I want to remind everybody: if you miss any parts of this podcast show, you can check out the rebroadcast on our YouTube channel uh, at You and the Law Podcast Show. That's You and the Law Podcast Show on YouTube. And uh, if you listen to podcasts uh, on Spotify. Uh, any platform where you listen to podcasting, you'll just search for you and the law. And this episode will be uh, available for you to listen to as well as many other episodes. So ladies, make sure you tell your family, your friends, everybody that you know to go to you and the law Facebook page, like our Facebook page, share it, share it. 
the video uh, of this podcast. And uh, again, it's been our pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, we want to remind everybody, again, tune in next Thursday for another episode of You and the Law Podcast Show, where we will uh, probably, will that be our last podcast of the month on Black History Month? So uh, again, make sure you tune in next Thursday right here. Uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. No, we got, it won't be the last one. We got two more because it's, it's, it's an extra day in this year. Yeah, this okay. Month. Okay. Well, ladies, make sure that uh, you, you have the time. Check out some of our podcast shows. And, and uh, again, we're uh, just a pleasure to have you ladies on. And, Keith, we will see you next Thursday right here at 6 p.m., man. Make sure you're here, brother. Oh, and, do you want to – so do you want to share – your good news before we leave? No, no. <laughs> oh, come on. No. Come on now. No. Absolutely not. Well, I'm I'm not gonna say it if you're not gonna say it. So, you know, we'll 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 do that another on another Thursday, I guess. Yeah, since I'll, you're being, I'll, I'll, since, I'll, you're, since you're you being so uppity. Why are you being so uppity, man? Hey man, I'm not being yeah, uppity, wait. man. I'm just I'm just modest and very humble, man. But um Lord has blessed me to um have been selected as the chief of police for the University of Memphis Police Department. And uh, I am excited, uh, very humbled, um, still, um, you know, just a uh, uh, following my faith and, and, and strengthening my faith. And I believe I'm where I'm supposed to be. And uh, I'm having fun. It's been my first week. I'm having fun. And, you know, I, um, uh, I'm just thankful for it. Thankful for the opportunity. I really am. All right. All right. Well, congratulations to you, my brother. Congratulations. And congratulations to you, two young ladies. And uh, again, make sure you tune in next Thursday right here on as we stream on Facebook Live and LinkedIn Live and, and on our YouTube channel to You and the Law Podcast Show. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.